Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What is going on, everybody? Jack McCauley, Dogman.com, alongside Luke Munger. We're prepping for the Oregon State game this week. Washington obviously coming off an emotional win, overtime win against the California Golden Bears. This week they head down to Corvallis, or Corvallis, Oregon, yeah, to play the Oregon State Beavers, who are fresh off a big win in the Coliseum against USC. I think this is a polarizing game for many people. Luke, how are you feeling about this game? What are your thoughts exactly about what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, this is – it'll be a tough game. I think the Beavs have played good football so far. I think they're a well-coached team. They're very uh, experienced. They're, they're a veteran team as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I think Washington is probably on paper the more talented team still, but Jonathan Smith has his guys rolling. I think it'll be relatively high scoring, and I think it'll come down to the final possession. How about yourself? Yeah, I think I'm in that same boat. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, I think, I think it's I think they're the exact opposite team of Cal. You know, we're facing a a team with a good run game, a good, um, good passing game, and their defense a little suspect. They do have for, for some turnovers, but opposite of Cal, you know, or you know what their defense is going to give you. They have a mobile quarterback who's going to pick up their yards. You know, they're not relying on their quarterback to pick up yards, rather they're running back and playmakers to pick up yards on offense. Yeah. So speaking of offense, you, you took a look at the Beavs offense. Uh, this is a group that scored 40 plus points three straight weeks. Jack, what do you see from the, this this Beav offensive unit? Yeah, John, I think Jonathan Smith is one of the most underrated offensive minds in college football. He's going to put up points all the time. But I think what's surprising about this Oregon State team, you know, when you think of Oregon State, you think of them spreading the ball around, having a couple guys that are really good in space and they score the ball through the air. I guess last year they had Jamar Jefferson, who was very good on the ground. And, you know, you think, oh, he's gone. They're really going to go through the air this year. No, they're off. They're running off. Their rushing offense is number one in the conference. Um, they have 400. They rush. They rush for 470 or they they have a total total offense of 473, 225 of those coming on the ground. And that's good for 17th nationally. Leading the way was Jamar Jefferson's backup, uh, B.J. Baylor. Baylor's been excellent this year. Um Last year he didn't do much. Had a cup, cup picked up a couple big third down for the Beavers, but it was all Jamar Jefferson last year. So you know you're kind of thinking coming into this year, you know what's Baylor going to give you? Might not be a be a lot. You know they're still going to have an offense centered around you know their quarterback and receivers. But Baylor's really been the big surprise of this year. I think though, with that being said, people have to realize that you know while they are getting a massive amount amounts of yardage on the ground, and you know that's Washington's weakest part of their whole entire team is defending the run. Uh, they have gone up against some subpar competition, such as Hawaii, where you know they have arguably the worst run defense in all of college football. You know, if you watch the UCLA game, you saw what they did there. 
Um, it, it's bad. USC didn't look that good last week at all, and they ob- obviously are in some turmoil. So Oregon State is a very weird team, and they're very hard to read, in my opinion, just because, you know, they've had they've just played some weird weeks. They had a close game with Purdue. Purdue's all right. They're doing pretty decent. They're all right. Um, but getting into their offense, leading the way for them right now is former Buffalo, Colorado transfer, Chance Nolan. Tristan Jebbia was – he was supposed to be the guy this year, got hurt, and then Nolan kind of came out um, and has just taken on that starting role. And is, they haven't looked back. He's been excellent. You know, I think another part, I think something that's so underrated about Nolan, kind of like Jake Browning, he does so well in the red zone um, as far as, you know, not committing turnovers, putting the ball in instead of getting field goals and just maximizing opportunity. And that's exactly what he's done this year. He's led the Beavers to an 89% success rate getting into the red zone, which is you know, you can't let them get within 20 yards or else you're almost hosed. Um, I mentioned B.J. Baylor. They have a good offensive line, a um, lot of veterans up there. Jonathan Smith has always done a great job with offensive line scheming, you know, especially like run design and run. You know, they're going to spread the ball out running. You know, they're not going to just go downhill. They're going to shift. They're going to shift, um, get some good guard pulls. And then receiving, I think this is where it gets real interesting for the Beavers. And I think if they could get this going, I think – Washington's going to have a tough time beating them. It's with their receivers. They have, I think they have four guys who are very pivotal into the way their offensive, their offense function. And those guys are Trevon Bradford, Ty John Lindsay, um, Trayshawn Harrison and Champ Flemings. Um, Champ, we'll start out with Flemings. He's not the guy who's going to, you know, get a lot of volume, but he makes big plays and, you know, he gets first downs. He's, he's a guy you just have to watch. He's kind of like a Chico McClatcher in a sense, um, except I would say a little better. He's faster, so small, hard to bring down, shifty. Uh, you could use him, you know, reverse handoffs. You could use him in the backfield, um, mostly in the slot. Then you guys, then you got Trevon Bradford and Tyjon Lindsay. Those are their volume guys. Those are the guys that are going to get targets. Um, they're consistent, steady eddies. Um, Bradford leads the team with 171 receiving yards and Lindsay with 162. So they're real similar in that regard. Um, but they both are just excellent at making their making whatever ball that is thrown to them count. Um, they're very possessive, and they're good in space, tough to bring down. Trayshawn Harrison, another guy who's so shifty. He's out of Garfield High School, was a for, former Florida State Seminole, but left after the coaching change there. And he's been he's been a great addition to Smith's offense. And they have four four plus guys in that receiver room who are just so like just such a steady force and you know what they're going to give you every time and just really, ex- and one of them could burst out and be explosive at any given moment. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for that breakdown. So you, you mentioned chance Nolan now kind of calling shots after Tristan Jebbia was the guy last year, but has been dealing with some injuries now. Now chance Nolan as looking surprised to see he's averaging seven yards a carry. Is he chase Garbers like in the sense that they're not necessarily going to be dialing up runs for him, but he can hurt you with his legs. Uh, or what does that kind of look like? What he, yeah, yeah, people? he's not, I, I don't think he's close to chase Garbers in that regard, but he can, he's no, he's not, he's not a slow big guy. You know, he's not like, um, who was their quarterback? They had a couple Jake Luton. He's not like Luton where, you yeah. know, if you know, where he's in the pocket and if he even remotely decides to step out, he's, you know, those legs are tough to get moving. It's not like Luton. Um, Nolan's a little quicker there. Kind of like I said, you know, it, it helps in the red zone You where you can be. He's, kind, you know, deceptively athletic. He can hurt you a little bit, but he's not too bad. But I think the guy that they really need to focus on is B.J. Baylor. Just, 
you know, you watched Montana, you watched Michigan. Why did we lose both those games? It was because you couldn't stop the run. And when they needed to get a third down, get off the field, they couldn't do it. And I think that's really what Washington needs to focus on is linebackers, especially Ed Ulafoscio and Jack Sermon really need to step up. And I think you got to have a guy spying on Baylor all night. Yeah. And so the Beavs, like you said, had an incredible rushing offense led by B.J. Baylor. Uh, the only team to hold him under six yards per carry this season is Purdue, who held him to 3.1. What do the Huskies need to do to have a similar performance against the Beavs? Yeah, you know, I think defensive line getting pressure is a big thing. You just saw against Cal all, you know, when we were able to stop them and we were able to stop, you know, their big run, any, any, uh, you know, any runs and sort of, you know, picking up first downs, it was because we got defensive line pressure. And I think that is, you know, greatly important, especially with the defense, you know, you don't know, is McDuffie going to play? We saw Bookie get banged up. Will he be in, you know, it's going to be, you don't know what Washington's going to have out on the field this week. You know, it's, I don't think it's going to be their two best playmakers defensively could be out potentially uh, still their status is up in the air, but you know, that's something to note. So I think you have the defensive line has to play well. They have to provide them the you know, the secondary and linebackers with the chance to make a play just because they are out. And they, um, if they are out with numbers, you know, the defensive line has to step up and get try to either force some turnovers, get some sacks, you know, quick throws, disrupt running lanes. I think this is, this is a make or break moment for the defensive line. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, BJ Baylor, is he similar in style to what you've seen in Jamar Jefferson? Kind of a big physical guy. Is he more of a make you miss kind of guy? Uh, yeah, I know. Baylor, does, yeah. They both, kind of like you said, they, they are, they are similar. I think, I think Baylor, um, Jamar Jefferson, man, he was, he was special. He's, he was real shifty and I don't think I don't think I don't think Baylor's as shifty as him, but they are quite they are similar. I think Baylor's more of a you know the chains are in front of you. I think he's one of those guys who could pick up the chains a little easier than Jefferson. But I and I think Jefferson has more of that breakout explosion speed. But you know, Baylor's just real consistent with the yardage he picks up. Um almost like a Sean McGrew type, you know, you kinda know what you're gonna get when he touches the football. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Jack, for that. I'll swing over to the defensive side of the ball for the Beavs now. Um, so Oregon State, 3-1 and one on the year. Other than Idaho, they have forfeited 27 or more points per game against everybody they've played. That said, they do have an impressive defensive unit, in my opinion. Um, first of all, what stands out to me is they are allowing only three yards per carry on the ground. And that's because they are anchored in the middle by a very veteran inside linebacker tandem in Avery Roberts and Omar Spates. The two have combined for a combined six tackles for loss so far through four games. Um, and those are kind of the anchor of that beef defense that has really limited their opponents to being able to get anything going on the ground. Additionally, they have a pair of great pass rushers in Andre Hughes-Murray, who is a local product, local to the Seattle area. And then Riley Sharp, they're both around 245 pounds. Riley Sharp is a longer, lean pass rusher. Andre Hughes-Murray, is he's fast, but he's also very physical at the point of attack. I think that he's a great player as well. And then their secondary, it's an interesting group. It's pretty veteran, led by Jaden Grant, uh, a senior nickel that has been around for a while. He had a, a pick six. Am I crazy when I say that against the Huskies a few years ago? 
down in Corvallis back in 2019. That sounds right. That does sound right against um, Easton, I feel like. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he had a pick six. I know that he had an interception in that game. Uh, But they have a really big defensive backfield. They also have Rajon Wright, who is a transfer to Oregon State and brother of Nashawn Wright, who now plays in the NFL. He's a 6'2 corner. Everyone in their starting secondary is six foot and above. Most of them are around 6'2", 6'3". So they're they're a big physical group. The Beavs have allowed over 300 passing yards to every non-Idaho opponent they've they've faced this year. Uh, however, they also have eight interceptions on the season. And what's wild about that stat is they have eight different guys with one interception, which I think is pretty crazy, right? Like everybody's getting in on the action in the Oregon State secondary. Um, yeah, I think it's a talented group. They have been burned deep a few times, but they've also been able to make plays and get the ball back. I think the Huskies need to get after that secondary a little bit uh, and be able to move the sticks that way because uh, the Beavs, like I said, are allowing just 90 rushing yards and three yards per carry this season. Um, yeah, so they're a tough customer on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, they have been much improved. I want to go back real quick to Rajon Wright, former Last Chance U star. Um, obviously, his brother is in the league. How, you know, if you watch the series, man, that guy is real long and athletic. So do you think – you know, a guy who do you think which receiver on Washington side of the ball do you think will match up best with him in terms of scheme? Yeah, you know, I, th- there are two that come to mind. Um, the first is Roma Dunze. Um, and the reason I think that is Rome has some speed, but I th- he's also a big physical guy. I think uh, Rajon Wright can give you a hard time with his length at the line of scrimmage, get his hands on you, and, and kind of get you out of, uh, out of rhythm. Um, Roma Dunze feels like he has kind of the physicality to maybe neutralize that. Jalen McMillan is another one that comes to mind as a guy that plays on the outside, but you know, you might want to, if you try to get your hands on him, it might work, but if he's able to get released from you, you might never see him again because he's so fast. So Jalen McMillan's another guy that comes to mind against that. But yeah, Nation Wright, or not Nation, Rajon Wright, like you said, former last chance to use star, long physical corner, uh, and he should pose some problems. Yeah, so going, I guess, to the defensive line now um, for Oregon State, you know, Washington has had a little bit of trouble getting some traction on the, you know, in the running game. Their offensive line has struggled to kind of, it seems like they haven't found that spark just yet this season. Do you think they'll be able to find that this game? Um, If so, you know, how do you think they'd be able to find it? Yeah, you know, I think it'll be tough. The Beavs, their defensive line, not a bunch of household names. Uh, Thomas Seo, Simon Sandberg, and Alexander Skelton. And then Sione Lolohea are the four names that I, I think have been kind of turning up the most. But a lot of times they have a similar kind of set, like front to what you'll see to the Huskies. Uh, two down linemen, four linebackers with those two outside linebackers pretty much always getting after the quarterback. Um, but – that defensive line, they have some size. Thomas Seo is 347 pounds. Alexander Skelton is about 315. They kind of clog up the middle and allow Omar Spates and Avery Roberts to make some plays. I think the Huskies uh, will need to, I, I don't know, I don't think like right A gap, left A gap on repeat is going to be what it like is going to be what the Huskies need to do to move the sticks on the ground, if you get what I'm saying. I think the Huskies will need to get creative maybe do some counters, get the Beavs defense going one way and try to cut back the other way. I think Sean McGrew is a guy who's patient and can find holes in 
uh, I guess, a defensive run fit that has some pretty veteran players and also some size on the defensive side of the ball. So I think the Huskies mix it up a little bit, kind of get some misdirection going, maybe get outside the tackles a little bit with a guy like Sean McGrew. I think the Huskies can kind of get some momentum going on the offensive side of the ball on the ground. Certainly. I think one name, you know, kind of going back to mention, you know, we highlighted the defensive line and the, you know, cornerback Rajon Wright, especially. But I think Omar Spates is another guy that, you know, mm-hmm. you're mentioning crap counters and getting creative. And I think partially, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, I think Omar Spates is the guy you got to stay away from. He's real, I think he's real good at bringing guys down. He had 18 tackles two years ago against Washington. Um, you know, so he's one of those guys who doesn't miss his mark much as a kind of a ball hawk. So I guess, you know, you're thinking about getting him in space, you know, tight end wise, running back wise. And, you know, how would you like to do that? How would you like to throw the ball away, throw the ball away from him, run out? You know, what, do you, what would you try to do with Omar? Yeah, Omar Spates is tough. He already has five tackles for loss this season. Um, so, I mean, I think he's a guy that you have to, like, scheme against if you're running the ball. One thing that comes to mind is – like if you try to run the ball to the outside, whether that's a toss or kind of maybe an off tackle handoff, if you have a tight end or a receiver in the slot that comes and tries to like, I don't know, knock him off his feet. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they're going to need to like, I don't think you can zone block around Omar Spates. I think he can figure out how to get into the backfield and make people miss. I think the Huskies will need a man up on him and try to keep him out of the backfield as much as they possibly can. Awesome. I guess kind of going into this game, uh, we, we've done confidence intervals in the past. Um, Luke, what would you say your confidence <laughs> interval is for the Oregon State Beavers? I will say, I, I, I mentioned it in my prediction. I, I did pick the Huskies to win, but I think that might be a heart pick. My, my confidence interval, if I'm going to be honest, is about a four or a four and a half. How about yours, Jack? Yeah, I mean, that's I, you were talking earlier. That's kind of right where I expected you to be. I also picked the Huskies to win. But, um, I think it'll be a tough one. I just think Oregon State's defense is going to – I think Washington's going to really try and throw the ball around on them. I would, I'm not in, shocked in the slightest if Oregon State wins. I'm, I'm right in between um, – yeah, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it. this sounds horrible, but I'm, a, I'm at 5.25. I know that's crazy deep, but I mean – I can't decide between a five and a five and a half. Um, I'm I'm not too confident. I'm not too. I'm just giving a slight edge to the dogs here. I think they have some momentum. Granted, Oregon State does as well. I think Oregon State. It's a. It's. I think it's not entirely of a weird place to play at. They do have some crowd noise, but it's not a ton. So I don't think you know that they're they don't have a huge home field advantage. You know, at or disadvantage. You know, as opposed to a team like Oregon. But, you know, they're not as quiet as Stanford. So it's kind of like that happy medium, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I expect Washington to go in there and win. But I think it's going to be real narrow. And I'm not going to be shocked on the slightest if they do lose one just because of how hot Oregon State has been, how well their offense is clicking. Um, and just Jonathan Smith just being a great coach. Yeah. You and I are both fans of Jonathan Smith. I think he's a great head coach. And he's got the Beavs playing well. They're 3-1, and one, hosting the 2-2 two and two Dogs. Uh, the Huskies found a way to win last weekend. I think it'll be a find a way to win situation this Saturday as well. I mean, I think it will be close. Uh, and you know, I, it, I don't, it's, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I'll say that. Uh, but Jack, thanks for taking the time to hop on here uh, for content all weekend long. Stay tuned to dogman.com uh, pregame during the game and post game. And uh, yeah, go dogs. Go dogs.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.